We are so close to 2023, my friends. And so today we are going to take a few short minutes together to talk about goal setting. This is such a popular topic during the holidays as we approach the new year. And I don't know about you, but I want 2023 to be the best year yet for my family. I think we all feel that way. Uh, the new year can have that sense of excitement and and opportunity and, and it can just feel so open and so possible of what could happen. And the reality of life is that not a whole lot of different is going to happen if you aren't very intentional about it. And so today we are going to have um, probably a shorter than usual episode because we're all busy this time of year. And we're going to talk about how to set goals for your new year, particularly looking at your family life, your relationships, the things and the people who are most important to you. And then in our Friday Faith follow-up, we will talk about my goals for 2023. Um, And then next year, we're actually going to follow up next year, next episode, which will indeed be in the new year. We're going to follow up on this. Um, So today we're talking about how to create goals. And then in our next episode, we're going to talk about how to how to follow through on those goals, because a lot of times we have goals that are very large and ambitious and involve other people. And we don't always actually have as much control over them as we would hope. And so it's kind of a two-parter. We're talking today about how to think about what's going on in our life and set those goals. And then next week, how to follow through on and actually achieve those goals through the year in the busyness and reality of everyday life. So it's going to be good stuff. Let's go ahead and dive right in. Welcome to the Love Your People Well podcast. We're here to build healthy, happy, and holy family relationships. I'm Jess, a marriage and family therapist, a Christian, a wife, a mom, and I believe God creates us for relationships, relationship with him and with each other. So if you want to build a strong marriage, connect with your kids, find peace and purpose at the end of those crazy days, and keep Jesus at the center of it all, you're in the right place. Stick around, friend, and let's get started. Well, I can't believe that I forgot to say it in the intro, my friends, but Merry Christmas! We are just a few days past this incredibly meaningful holiday, and uh, Happy New Year! You know, let's just get it all out there. Happy Holidays, if you want to make it generic. We are in a busy season of family life, Christmas and New Year's, and there's a lot of opportunity here to make some changes in your family life, and so... Um, We are going to jump right into this conversation. I will remind you, of course, that uh, my disclaimer that I am a therapist, but this podcast is not therapy. And I will also point you to a few resources. As you are starting 2023, um, we have a free resource. It's actually a five-day email series. Um, It's called The Five Tools Every Busy Mom Needs to Move Her Family from Autopilot to Intimacy. And so if you really want to kick off the new year with some very practical action steps for your family, for deepening those relationships, I would encourage you to sign up for the free five tools email course. Um, That's at loveyourpeoplewell.com forward slash tools. Um, And then the other resource I want to point you to is the one that I am uh, super excited about because I just pulled mine out yesterday. (laughs) I was looking at it. It's just like, oh, it's so pretty and empty and there's so much 
that's going to happen and what's God going to do. And it's exciting. Um, but that is my personal favorite, the hope planner. I always have a link. Uh, well, on the website, there's always a link because it's on my resources page. I love it. Uh, there will be a link as well in the description for this particular episode. Um, really, whatever planner you use, I'm a big fan of a paper planner. And I will talk about that next week in kind of our follow up here. Today, we're talking about how to set those goals for your family and your life in the new year. Next week, we will talk about how to follow through and actually make it happen. So the planner, whatever planner you use, that'll come out a little more heavy next week (laughs) as far as how do we follow through. Um, But in the meantime, if you are looking for a planner, I love, love, love the Hope Planner. Um, I'm about to actually switch from their monthly version to their daily version in the new year. And I'm super excited about that because I think it's just a better flow for how my life looks right now as a busy mom. (laughs) It's more day to day than it is week to week. Um, I guess it's a weekly planner, not a monthly planner. I don't know what I was thinking. But anyway, the Hope Planner, I love it. I I totally recommend it. It keeps God first, your time in the Bible, your time in prayer. And then from that flows your to-do list and your schedule and all those things. And I find that really helpful. So um, again, the links are all there. Um, Get ready for the new year, my friends. It's going to be good stuff. But let's jump right in because I don't have a ton of time today to record this episode. And I know you're busy just like I am. Um, So let's talk about the new year and those goals. Um, I actually like, well, let me rephrase that. You might have heard of setting SMART goals. That's like a really popular thing. Um, Even in the counseling room, we do that a lot. A lot of businesses and professional development focus on SMART goals. That stands for specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and timely goals that you want to kind of hit all of those highlights as you're developing your goal, crafting your goal, planning out your goal. Um, That's fine. If you love the SMART goals, go for it. That's awesome. But what we are going to talk about today is my uh, tweak on that, which I very much prefer, which is not setting a smart goal necessarily, but setting a great goal. And we're going to dive into each of these. Yes, it is an acronym, just like SMART. We're going to dive into what each of these looks like. So when I say setting a great goal, that would be a goal that is godly, relationship-focused, exciting, achievable, and timely. And yes, two of those um, are the same as from the SMART goals. It's not like a SMART goal is totally out of left field. Um, But I think this, this emphasis on having God at the center of our goals, having our relationships at the center of the goals, making them exciting and achievable and timely, I have found this personally to be a much better way to think about my life and what I want to see happen differently and and what I where I want things to go. You know, I have just found this to be a much better fit for me. And so I think it could be really helpful for you as well. So we're going to talk through what a great goal would look like for you and your family. But before we dive into um, what it really means when I say godly, relationship-focused, exciting, achievable, and timely, let's talk about just more big picture, abstract, you know, as you're thinking about the new year, um, how do we think at all about, like, how do we even get started when it can sometimes feel like 
I'm too busy to have a goal to work on, or there's 5,000 things I want to change. How, you know, I can't have 5,000 goals. What's this going to look like? The thing that I would recommend starting with is kind of a two-parter. And hopefully you might have time even this week as we're heading into the New Year holiday. You know, this week in between Christmas and New Year's is sometimes just the perfect time to reflect and pray and plan and, you know, pull out that planner, (laughs) the hope planner or whatever you use and get excited for what God is going to do. So the two steps that I would really recommend as your just like really big picture thinking about where do I even want to go is to consider the strengths and the struggles. And I have actually talked about that concept in earlier episodes, looking at knowing yourself, loving yourself, you know, self-care, knowing your own strengths so that you can press into that and enjoy that and build on that and use that, but also knowing your struggles so that you can be growing and learning in an intentional way. And I think the same perspective is really helpful when we zoom out and we consider family life, um, all, really all the different pillars that we talk about on this podcast, loving God, loving yourself, loving your family, loving others, you know, where were things this past year really strong? Maybe some changes that were made or some relationships that were formed or restored or deepened, some learning that your kids experienced or some growth moments in your marriage or your spiritual life. Where were things strong and exciting and maybe things are moving and you you want to continue that momentum moving forward? And then kind of that other side of the coin to reflect on what were some struggles during the past year? Things that just did not go well, um, areas of sin that the Lord might have brought to your awareness and you've repented of them, confessed them, repented, but it's kind of like, okay, where do I go from here? Like, how can the Holy Spirit be working in this area? Um, Or maybe it's just an area where you see you're just feeling discouraged or you're feeling disappointed with what a relationship looks like, or you're feeling totally overwhelmed and burnt out and like something has to change in this area. Those are two really helpful areas to reflect on in that big picture way. The strengths and the struggles. Is there something that's stressing you out? Is there something that you feel guilty about or you just wish was different? Is there something you're excited about and you love to talk about it and you're just really motivated by it by it, or invested in it? Either way, those are both areas that are going to point you to some great goals. And then the other piece that I would highlight when we think kind of, again, big picture, before we start crafting our goals, putting them, you know, pen to paper, which hopefully you'll get to that point, I would also remind you, like I so often have to remind myself, we have to rely on the Holy Spirit's strength, not our own strength, for change to truly happen. You can have the most perfectly crafted goal, a smart goal or a great goal or whatever. It's like on paper, it makes sense. It's totally achievable. It's very in line with, you know, biblical principles. And it's absolutely a wonderful goal. You've prayed about it. You feel very convicted that the Lord wants you to work on this goal. That's great. That's wonderful. And like I said, next week, we'll talk about probably some action steps to make that happen, to follow through on these goals. But at the end of the day, 
everything good comes from the Lord. The strength and power that we want to, and indeed I would say we need to be living by, is from the Holy Spirit. And we can sometimes do everything right. We can have the perfect goal. We can really think it through and pray it through and be very intentional. And it's a wonderful goal to be working toward. But for whatever reason that we may not know or understand in the moment, God makes things move in a way that we don't expect. And it might disappoint us. Or, you know, we kind of hit that U-turn and we're like, wait, what? What is going on? I just want to point that out at the beginning, because sometimes I think as moms, we can put so much pressure on ourselves to be the change maker in our family. Like we see that weak spot and we think, okay, you know what? I'm going to come up with a plan. Uh, We're not eating healthy enough. I'm going to meal plan and I'm going to do it perfectly. And I'm going to buy a hundred cookbooks and we are going to solve this problem and it's going to get done. That, that, those might be wonderful action steps. That might be a wonderful goal, health for your family, etc. But at the end of the day, the Lord is the one who determines our steps, who knows the path that is actually before us. And so as we talk today about creating these great goals for yourself and your family, we have to hold it loosely. We want to reflect and be intentional as we develop our goals, but we cannot think that it's all up to us to manage things or change things or perfect things, we have to rely on the Lord. So let's put those there before us as we dive into what it would look like to create a great goal. So I want to just talk through each of these five elements of goal setting um, before we talk about some examples, some really common goals that might be helpful for you to consider for your family. Um, And like I mentioned in the intro, On Friday, in our Friday Faith follow-up, I'm going to be sharing my goals um, for myself and my family in the new year. Um, I've already been able to sit and reflect on that some and pray through it, but I'm hoping, I'm hoping, I'm hoping, I'm recording this on Monday, it goes live on Tuesday. I'm hoping before I record the Friday Faith follow-up, I have some time (laughs) to do that again and like revisit it and pray through it a little more closely. Um, But, you know, we'll see what what God allows and what happens. Um, But okay, so a recap of the great goals, godly, relationship focused, exciting, achievable, and timely. So let's talk about godly. This is absolutely the foundation for any healthy and good goal um, for anything, for your business, for your family, for yourself, for anything. We always need to set goals that actually line up with God's priorities. And that can sometimes feel a little trite, uh, you know, like like this generic cliche thing that we say as Christians, oh, pray about it and then, you know, God will show you what to do. Well, of course, he can do that. Um, but we have his word in scripture and it's very specific in many areas and very open in other areas. (laughs) Like he does not tell me, um, you know, Jessica, where should you take the kids tonight for a special treat to go through the drive-thru? He doesn't say that in the Bible, but he does speak to my relationship with my kids and how I manage our family budget and the type of food I give my kids. You know, he, he speaks to those things in a bigger picture way. And so sometimes when we're setting goals, we can just kind of overlook the godly element of his priorities and how does that, or maybe 
uh-oh, how does that not line up with the things that I am prioritizing? And a lot of times when, you know, if you are able to take that time that I mentioned of reflecting on the strengths and struggles from the past year, you will see God's priorities come to the surface. Because hopefully the things you're excited about, the areas of strength, are because you saw God working. And hopefully some of those areas of struggle you have wrestled through, or you've maybe started that process at least with the Holy Spirit, that there's been some conviction of sin or some repentance or forgiveness. You know, there's something happening there spiritually that is jumping out to you as an area that you want to see change and growth and healing. And so whatever those areas are for you, where it feels like a strength or a struggle, does it line up with God's priorities? How would the Bible speak into these areas that are really powerful for you, really important for you right now? What would the Bible say to these things? And that might be specific or it might be broader, you know, bigger picture. I know one of the goals that I will talk about a little more on Friday, but one of the things that I really want to work on in the new year is my words, or I should say are my words. Uh, Anyway, (laughs) I want to work on the words that I use with my children, with my husband, um, even with myself, the words inside my own head. I don't have my list in front of me to know exactly how I've worded it so far. Uh, My goal about words, haha, that's a pretty good pun, you know, ish. I don't know. I'm tired. And anyway, um, (laughs) so there's a goal there around words, around how I use my words with my people. And when I think about the godly nature of words and how powerful and important words are in scripture and in the Christian worldview and how often God talks about our kindness and our compassion and how we love each other. I mean, so much of that boils down to our words. And so I can look at that goal and I can know this definitely lines up with God's priorities. And I can turn to pages in the Bible. I can turn to specific scriptures that will help me formulate that goal in a more specific way. You know, when I think in this abstract way, man, I really want to use my words better with my people. I can trust that God himself will tell me and has told me through the pages of scripture. Okay, what would that mean? <laughs> it means kindness. It means um, speaking forgiveness. It means speaking prayer. You know, there's a whole bunch in the Bible about words. I'm not going to go into all of that, but I think that's a good example of where that's something I noticed as a goal when I reflected on strengths and struggles for this past year. And then when I consider, you know, how does that line up with Christianity and with God and his priorities? Um, There's a lot of alignment there and I can learn a lot as well by diving into the scriptures about that topic. And so that's the first thing we want to think about is something might feel really important to us, but what does God say about that topic or that area, both, you know, big picture in the Bible, but also in your personal life? Do your goals as you're thinking about them actually live out and line up with God's priorities? And then the second piece here, the R, a great goal, is relationship focused. And I don't mean by that, that you can only, you should only have goals that are specifically within a relationship. Like my goal around words, that is very heavily 
part of my relationships? How am I speaking to my kids? How am I speaking to my husband? Um, but what I mean by relationship focus is a little broader than that, that we should always prioritize goals that actually bless or strengthen our relationships. So it might be, you know, for example, I mentioned <laughs> uh, thinking about, you know, gosh, where should I take my kids tonight if we go through the drive through That's kind of a fun thing that my kids are really into right now. We call it a car picnic. It's like we get out of the house. It doesn't cost a lot of money. They get some chicken nuggets and some french fries. <laughs> they can sit in the car. They're quiet and happy. You know, it's a nice little toddler approved um activity that's a lot easier than sitting in a restaurant and my husband and I can have some conversations in the front seat. Um, so that's probably why that example is on my mind because we do that sometimes. But sometimes we might think about a goal like reducing sugar intake for our family or, or whatever, some sort of food related goal, meal planning, something like that. Okay, yes, is it godly? Well, God certainly does care about our bodies and how we treat our bodies. That makes sense. That might not feel very relationship focused, though. Let's cut back on sugar or I'm going to meal plan more effectively. But that is an area of life that directly influences the people that you take care of and that you provide for. Those are goals, or at least they could be goals, that do indeed bless and strengthen your relationships. Um, And, you know, realistically, that could be a goal that might hurt your relationships depending on how you handle it. If you handle that, you know, we're going to cut sugar goal in the new year and you handle that by criticizing everyone when they crave a donut or, you know, you're only planning these meals that are very blah and bland and there's no flavor and people are getting grumpy, like that's going to be a problem for your relationships. Um, So even as you think about the play out, you know, how does this play out in my day-to-day life? We'll talk about that more next week. But as you're crafting the goal, you want to think about how is this goal potentially going to impact my relationships? And is it a goal that will bless my people, strengthen my relationships, that will help my family uh, be more united or be happier or, you know, all those wonderful things that we want from family life? Um, And then we will see this play out next week as we think about how do we do the goal, live out the goal, take the action steps. Again, the relationships are going to come up as a key part of that. So setting goals, we've got the G, we've got the R, we've got the E. You want to be thinking of goals that are exciting. This is a big thing that I think is missing in the SMART goal model. You're like, oh, it's so scientific and it's specific and measurable and all these things. But are you excited about it? Like, don't waste your time with a goal for the new year that there's not some level of excitement about because you're not going to follow through. It's going to feel like this giant chore every day. It's not going to be very fun. And so you really do want to be honest with yourself about what are you excited about? Are you genuinely excited to achieve this goal? And one thing to think about there, you know, because you might, okay, cutting out sugar, like, I love sugar. I don't want to cut out sugar, but I might I might see a need to do that for my family um, or meal planning or something like that. Or even my words, like I don't find that exciting necessarily to think about how I'm using my words or try to change that up. But when I think a little further down the road and I envision what will life be like once I've achieved this goal, that is something that I can get excited about when I think about my words with my family 
And I picture a light, you know, next year in December, we're having Christmas and my words are kinder or my words are gentler. My words are more encouraging. Hopefully we're emphasizing the positive here and where it's not just my words are not harsh. My words are not cruel. You know, I mean, yeah, that's true. But emphasizing the positive and picturing what is life going to be like once I've achieved this goal, if you are not excited about that, then this is a goal that needs some tweaking because you're just not likely to follow through and it really might not be that meaningful. So it might be the nuts and bolts of the goal itself, meal planning. Personally, I'm a very organized person. I love trying out. I mean, I'm, I'm not great at meal planning. I don't think <laughs> I've been better at different seasons of life. Um, but I like the idea of it. Like I'm excited about that. If someone gave me some new way to try it, I'd be like, yes, okay. I'm excited about that. I love organization. I love having a plan and I like food. You know, this is a win, win, win. I might be excited about that goal. Whereas my example with my words, that is a goal that I'm kind of formulating right now. I'm wrestling through right now. That's more of an excitement for how would life change if, or I'm going to say when I have achieved this goal. So whether it's the short term, like the goal itself, the play out of it is exciting or it's long term, how is life going to change? You have to have one or the other to think you're going to have any success with this goal. And then A for our great goals stands for achievable. Um, And here we get back into more of the classic smart goal model. Um, But is this actually a goal that you can achieve? Can you actually influence if this goal is or is not met. Um, And you hear this a lot with like, how specific is your goal? Um, But, you know, thinking about my words, that's very achievable because I control my words. I control my tongue and I have the Holy Spirit living in me, (laughs) directing my tongue, directing my kindness and my patience. And so there is a lot of reality there when it comes to actually achieving that goal. Um, It might be a lot less achievable of a goal. If I think, for example, maybe about a no sugar in the new year, we're cutting back on sugar. Can you achieve that? Well, you can achieve that for yourself pretty well. You can say yes or no. And maybe even for the people whose meals you prepare, if you have three-year-olds like I do, I control a lot of what they eat because I buy the food, I cook the food, I put it on their plate. Um, But... Is it actually achievable to like force that to happen on other people? Is it achievable knowing what our day-to-day life looks like? And maybe prepackaged food just has to be a part of your life right now in this season. Sometimes there's other things that have to change before we could work on a goal. So it's not, you know, the low sugar goal might be a lot more achievable after you've tackled that meal planning goal or after you've changed up some of that life season so that you're not eating on the drive home so often, but you actually have time to cook a meal at home, there might be other things that you need to focus on first or that you can focus on more directly for your influence that are more achievable. There is nothing more frustrating than having a goal and uh, trying to work toward it and simply not really being able to get there. So don't put yourself in that position. Um, But again, we will circle back to this next week to talk about some practical steps we can take to successfully achieve our goals. 
But then the last element of great goal setting that I want to talk about today is making sure that your goals are timely. And um, in the SMART goal framework, timely refers a bit more to um, like having a designated target date. Like I will achieve this goal in two months or six months or, you know, some specific amount of time. And that can be a helpful element so that you're not just like lingering forever working on the same issue, but you're getting specific enough where you can actually achieve it and say, oh, yes, this is met or I'm doing really great on this. This is how I can tell. But I would also consider the timeliness of what is most important in your life today and what season of life are you actually in? Because if your goal is exciting and it's achievable and it's going to bless your relationships, but it's really just not a part of your current life season, you're very likely to just kind of move on. Like you might set this goal, be excited about it, but then you never really see any traction because this is just not the season of life to focus wherever it is you're trying to focus. Or you have a goal and it sounds great and makes you happy, but when you know the rubber hits the road and you've only got 24 hours in a day and you are busy and overwhelmed and everything's chaotic, if it's not actually a top priority area of your life, you're probably just going to get frustrated because you never really find time to work on it. Or if you do, then you you know in the back of your head, well, I should be doing this, but I really instead I'm doing this. And when we have that sort of disconnect, we just, we never really feel at peace with it. And again, you're not very likely to move forward or be very satisfied as you work toward this goal. So let's recap how to set a great goal. You want to make sure you're setting goals that are godly, lining up with God, his priority, his word, that are relationship focused, blessing and strengthening your relationships. You want goals that are exciting and that motivate you. You're excited about it. Goals that are achievable, where you can actually make an influence and goals that are timely. They are a part of your current season of life, a part of your priority areas that you're focusing on. Uh, They're not just kind of these abstract things that would be nice, but really it's not the top priority. And so I know I said I would give a few examples. Um, I'm not going to say give examples and walk through like, this is how it's godly. This is how it's relationship focused. This is how it's exciting or achievable or timely. Um, Because some of those elements are really unique to you, your family. Do you have three toddlers running around your house or do you have three teenagers running around your house? Your goals are probably going to look different. I've already mentioned that I one of my areas for a goal for the new year is around my words and how I use my words with my people, but also inside my own head with myself and with the Lord. Um, a lot of us have goals in various categories. And I think that the pillars of this podcast really line up with the reality of life. Um, the pillars of this podcast are love God, love yourself, love your family, and love others. And those are great categories to think in for great goals for the new year. What are those spiritual goals that are going to help you love God, to follow Jesus? Those might be goals related to what you're going to learn about in 
theology, what you're going to dive into with regards to spiritual disciplines, maybe prayer or attending church or reading the Bible. Um, Those might be goals of areas that you really just want to dig deep. Like I want to do a Bible study on these, uh, the fruits of the spirit or, you know, whatever it might be having some very specific things that you want to learn about. But having a goal in the area of spiritual growth is a great place to focus. For loving yourself, you might want to think about what self-care realistically looks like for you. Are you investing time and energy into caring for yourself, loving yourself? Um, How's your mental health? How's your emotional health? The thoughts going around in your head, the attitude of your heart, is it grumbling or is it grateful? Um, You know, are you exercising? Are you eating well? Thinking about how you care for yourself might be a great place to focus in the new year. And then when we think about loving your family, I always break that down into loving your husband and loving your kids. And then of course, there's the extended family, your parents or your in-laws or things like that. Um, But again, there's so many areas that you might want to focus. You might want to focus on date nights with your husband or quality time with your kids or calling your great aunt Muriel more often, you know, it might be very specific, it might be broader, um, but those are great areas to think about those specific relationships. And then of course, loving others. I mean, that could look a thousand different ways. You might have goals around what you're volunteering with at church, maybe leading a Bible study or serving in some way. Um, That might be with regards to your job, your interactions with coworkers or certain projects or things you want to achieve in your vocation. That might be your relationships in your community with your neighbors. There are all sorts of areas where God delights for us to press in. We are always growing in one direction or the other. And so think about the full spectrum of your life. Take time to reflect on the strengths and the struggles and kind of where you're at today and think through how your goals are going to be godly, relationship focused, exciting, achievable, and timely. So as I mentioned before, circle back with us on Friday because I'll be sharing my goals for the new year and then next year, um, our next episode in the new year next week, um, we will focus in a little more practically on now that you have some great goals for the new year, how do you make sure that you can actually follow through? You can see progress. You can take action. That is going to be a really good one. Um, so let me remind you that uh, you're going to want to get a planner for the new year. That's going to be super helpful. I love the Hope Planner. The link for that, if you want to um, use my link for that, is in the description for this episode. We also have the free five tools every busy mom needs to move her family from autopilot to intimacy. And if you want some other episodes that are related to what we talked about today, um, episode 60 was called What If You're the Only One Trying? Five Steps to Setting Goals and Creating Change in Your Family Relationships. Episode 85 was Finding the Secret Formula for Raising and Enjoying Your Christian Family. And then episode 96 was called How a Busy Mom Can Create Family Rhythms that Bring Joy and Peace to Family Life, no matter what craziness is going on. Uh, So that's episode 60, 
85 and 96. Those might be helpful for you. I will put links to those episodes in the show notes for today. Um, So you can get that, the show notes, which is like a blog post of what we talked about today, Uh, links to all the resources, things like that. All of that is on the website at loveyourpeoplewell.com forward slash 110. I'm saying that. Let me double check. Yes, that is episode. We are on episode 110. Oh my goodness. All right. So that's loveyourpeoplewell.com forward slash 110. And with all of that in mind, my friends, (laughs) I hope this is a week of joy and relaxation and some family connection. And I hope that you are excited for the new year, but we will talk one more time in 2022. So I will see you back here on Friday. And until then, hugs and blessings to you. I'll talk to you soon.